The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed a DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And we're also brought to you by the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're giving away an MLB jersey as a part of their wild card playoff contest exclusively in the SGPN app. Be sure to check out both of those contests. All right, and we're here back with the Week 5 Instant Reaction and Fantasy Analysis Show. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew, the TD King Rob. How are we doing, sir? Hey, Justin. Uh, not too bad, man. You know, a very interesting uh, week of games here. And, uh, you know, fantasy was fantasy was all right. Betting, though, such a high last week and such a low this week. So I'm on to week six. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling very sympathetic with it with with that sentiment. Uh, week five, not good for gambling. Pretty OK for fantasy. I definitely had some some bad spots. Let, let, let's say for sure. The uh, the Dame Harris lineups. Yeah, those didn't Oof. go out. Those didn't go out too well. Excited about that matchup up against the Detroit Lions, that really weak uh, run game that they ha- or run attack, I should say, that they have. Yeah, that, that wasn't great. But hey, I started some Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know. We're going to be talking about buying him. You know, I know that we've been talking about him the past couple of weeks. So going to be a lot to go over here. We're going to dive right into the previews be- or reviews, excuse me, because we have a lot to cover, a lot to cover here. We're going backwards. We're going from the games that have recently already finished uh, to all the way backed up to Sunday morning uh, from the London game with the Packers and the Giants. So starting off here, we've got the Eagles and the Cardinals. What were your big takeaways from this one, Andrew? Man, uh, Jalen Hurts can still score no matter what, uh, even when he doesn't throw passing touchdowns. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it, it is what it is, right? But at least he's still he's still getting you viable fantasy points, you know, as a runner, um, obviously, you know, he had two touchdowns rushing today. So that was fantastic. You know, that's, that's my biggest takeaway, man. You, you just, you have to trust in Jalen hurts to, to make plays, whether it's through the air or on the ground. And uh, I mean, he just does it week over week. So, I mean, he's a, he's a fantasy stud, man. It's, it's, it's awesome having him in multiple leagues and I feel so good moving forward. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I, I have him I actually have him and Lamar on a, a super flex team. I uh, spent my first two picks on those two, and that's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Okay. It's actually the the only place where I own Hertz is on that roster. Actually, he was someone that I wasn't like overly high on coming into the end of the year, and that's just because I didn't want to constantly like overdraft like rushing heavy uh, quarterbacks. Loving the spot where I got him here. What do you think about uh, Rondell Moore with the Cardinals? I mean, everything else pretty you know shook out pretty similar to how it's been going so far. Connor, you know, very average production you know nine for 55 in the ground that's just his second time this season going over 50 rushing yards Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz were you know pretty much what they've been you know throughout the season so far through the the first handful of weeks but Rondell Moore seems like a potential buy candidate whether it be in waivers or via trade would he be someone that you're you would be targeting or are you potentially gonna look to sell him on the dip you know with the return potential return of Hopkins here in a couple of weeks 
Man, I, I think, honestly, you can do either or. Uh, I, I personally am not going to rush out to go get Rondale. Uh, you know, coming back mm-hmm. from injury, it, it's always worrisome to me that they can always re-injure themselves. Plus, I mean, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I mean, I expect him to be a target monster in this offense. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of Zach Ertz, you know, I think those two are going to kind of sponge up all the targets between, you know, between uh, each other. So I, I'm not going to personally go get Rondale, but if you're – needy at wide receiver it's somebody that that you can definitely get for for probably cheaper than than you realize at this point and you know if you do want rondale it's probably a good time to do it now before he has another you know pretty good game and then his his uh, price goes up so if you're going to do it i i do it now yeah he's the only really interesting piece that i really took away from this game you know put it together now for a couple of games in a row looking pretty good uh greg dorch you know has no pulse you know no production here whatsoever um, you know, Benjamin did find the end zone eight for 25 and a touchdown. Any love there? I mean, maybe if you're a Connor owner, but I, I mean, not enough for me, in my opinion. I, I guess it really depends on what's up with James Connor's injury. You know, he did, mm-hmm. he did exit the game. So if he is going to miss some time, I mean, yeah, that's definitely going to be a waiver wire guy for me as, as Eno. Cause I mean, he, he played pretty well, you know, in, in, in the backup role there. And, and when he did mm-hmm. get his opportunity, you know, he showed that he was at least running hard. And I like to see that if I'm going to go pick up a guy. So yeah, I mean, definitely a waiver wire guy, you know, and, and potentially a longer term guy. If, uh, if James Connor's injury is going to linger or if it comes out that it's, you know, more than we think it is. So I, I'm not going to rush there if James mm-hmm. Conner's fine, you know, but, but as a James Conner owner, I think I, I have a, an available spot in the, uh, in the league that I have him in. So I'll probably go grab Eno just as an insurance policy. Right. I, I don't, I don't hate that. We saw, Eno uh, produce last year w- when uh, given opportunities. I also like Darrell Williams. He's probably the option that you can get for free. He'll, he'll probably clear waivers and you can probably pick him up for free. I think that some people will kind of leave him alone, unforgotten on waivers. So I definitely think that he'll be a live option if Connor is out for next week. Uh, wouldn't really hate rolling with either of those guys because obviously we've seen the split touches already. So they're not overloading one running back with you know a handful of touches. Yep. Uh, this guy's up in the chat here asking about what do we do with Khalil Herbert? What can I get for him? And the Mark Andrews touchdown. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess that would really depend on your team, you know, like if you need a if you need a wide receiver, you know, it, it might be a good time to package him with a lesser wide receiver to go get maybe, you know, scary Terry might be available since he's been having some some down games. You know, if you if you have Herbert and, and another decent wide receiver to, to package in there, you know, that might be a trade target. That's somebody I'd I'd like to go grab uh, before he has a couple of good games. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, though, I'd, I'd probably hang on to Herbert, to be honest. I mean, That's, I yeah. you never advice. know what. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with Montgomery, and Herbert already showed that when Montgomery was out, he was very viable uh, fantasy start. So honestly, I, I'd probably just sit tight with him unless you, you know, really need to move him to to get another piece for your team. The reason why the question is so hard is because he didn't do anything this week, right? You had Montgomery come back; he was you know, productive, did find the end zone, uh, had a handful of catches as well. So he was using and using the passing and the running game. But we've seen Herbert produce with Montgomery healthy. So I I, I agree with you. You hold them now, get a big week, then you can sell them. You know, wait yep. for him to boom, wait for him to boom a little bit, get some value back, then you can try and flip him for something. And uh, as far as what you can get, you know, don't target something. Just try to get an upgrade on your roster. If you're a little bit weaker at wide receiver, then target a lower end receiver that may, you know, be more applicable or more applicable, but may fit the mold of a sell candidate. Maybe if someone was willing to give up DJ Moore for a song, you know, if, if, if they're really unsatisfied with his production, if you could make that happen, 
maybe Herbert and another you know lower end receiver piece, that would be awesome. But that feels also like I'm shooting for the stars too. But. Mm -hmm. All right, next one up here, we've got uh, the Cowboys and the Rams. A stinker here for the Rams. Uh, I mean, my big takeaway from this is I don't trust anyone on the Rams other than Higby and Cooper Cup. I mean, yep. how can you start Allen Robinson right now? How can you start Cam Akers or Darrell Henderson or Ben Swarenroke, Quarenroke? I mean, you don't know who to start here. We saw Tutu Atwell come out of nowhere and have, have a big play in this game. He had a big splash play. What I know, you know, death taxes, Higby and Cooper Cup getting targets for the Rams. Like, that's those are the truths right there. That's it. You know, if, as far as the Cowboys, you know, it's hard to, to see what we're going to get going forward because you have to imagine Dak is going to be back within a week two probably at the max and i feel like it's a good time to potentially still buy these receivers cd lamb noah brown michael gallup i know noah brown didn't do anything today but when Dak comes back and the you know the offense gets that bump right that that little extra bit of efficiency i feel like kind of week in and week out you know like those guys behind lamb are going to be kind of just you know up down left right like they're just going to go back and forth they're going to ping pong the the production a bit yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, I had written down some some notes on this game, and uh, I put <laughs> sit Zeke, maybe start Pollard. Tough to start either because they're eating uh, eating to each other's work. Like Pollard's so much more efficient than Zeke. If they would just stop giving Zeke the ball, uh, Pollard would be an every week start for me. But it's it's so hard because you you just don't know like what you're going to get from the offense, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, let's see. So Zeke had 22 carries for 78 yards. Pollard had eight carries for 86. Like, what are they doing? I know you percent better literally a hundred percent better literally you take half of the touches for more yardage for more production absolutely ridiculous i mean keep in mind like pollard he had most of it all in like one big run yeah i mean but that's the type of type of player that he is if that's what he does with eight touches what could he do with 20 what could he do with 25 right like that's i think the frustrating thing for not only fantasy owners but just cowboy fans right like when you're watching the game and you're just like man like I feel like we're slowing ourselves down every time we give Zeke the ball. And it's just kind of just like, it's an homage. Like, hey, buddy, you're still here. You're still doing it. You're still earning that paycheck. It's a big one. It's a big paycheck. And you're, you know, we're getting every touch out of you. I mean, but, and that's exactly why they're giving him targets and or I'm sorry, touches is because yeah. they paid him so much. Like I, I, I get it. But... to the, to the, to the roster. Oh my God, yes. Plan, right. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, I, you know, as, as a commanders fan, I love it that they're doing this, but I mean, <laughs> they're still winning games. So it still pisses me off, but right, um, right. something I wanted to bring up to you, cause I'm sure, you know, that there's probably a lot of owners who have Dalton Schultz and don't know what to do with him because he hasn't yeah. been good with Cooper rush. You know, last year he was very good with Dak. So, Moving forward, when Dak comes back, do you think Schultz will be moderately better, no change, or or extremely better? So I'm I, I really don't have the answer to that because I just have to wait and see. Like I have to I'm I personally would not start him until I see him back with Dak. I wouldn't even start him anymore with Cooper Rush. I would start him once I see him with a couple of weeks of solid production. Maybe if it's just one, but I don't. I'm not just gonna oh Dak's back. I'm firing him back into my lineup. No way. Like you. Right now, unfortunately, if you don't have like an Njoku, even like Gerald Everett brought down to earth this week, right? And Njoku seems pretty safe. Um, I don't want to say Taysom Hill because next week he'll probably oh he'll God. probably dud. But Taysom Hill is probably the, he had to be the tight end one this week. You know, Kelsey Andrews, um, Pitts isn't safe anymore. He was out this week. I'm trying to think like Irv Smith and Hayden Hurst. I, I think Hayden Hurst actually got hurt today, but yeah. those guys are feeling Goddard's like really comfortable well. options. 
yeah, Goddard's been pretty good as well. Like that's somebody. Yeah, I Goddard. Yeah, yeah, that's another good yeah, one. He, that's he's an every week one. start. Yeah, he yeah he's definitely a start it and forget it. He had a really good week this week, uh, but there has been some weeks where he's been a little bit lower, three mm-hmm. four catches, saved himself with a touchdown a couple of those weeks. And hey, he's in one of the better offenses right now in the league and the, with the Eagles. So. Um, that's also just a really good situation to be in. But yeah, if you don't have like that handful of tight ends, you're playing the game. And that's what you signed up for when you drafted a fantasy football team is to play the tight end game at some point throughout the season, whether it's injuries, poor production, um, you know, bye weeks, whatever it is. You know, I started Ty Conklin this week. He threw up a goose egg, you know, and then other leagues I'm rocking with Kelsey and Andrews. Like it's just what it is. You know, um, Higby has been my savior. Everett's been my savior a few times. Um, you know, Kittle had a nice week this week. He, he, you know, he's finally come, come back down to earth. So tight ends are tough. Tight ends are tough with Schultz. I, yeah, I would definitely wait until you just get, you know, better eyes on the situation, just more clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think this year might change how we draft, uh, tight ends moving forward. You know, there, there there's always the great or late, right? Like I, I honestly yeah. think you need to be as good at the onesie positions that the tight end and quarterback as you can, because as we see on the waiver wire, there's guys, you know, Noah Brown, Dortch, like there's guys that right. running back and wide receiver that we can fill in when we mm-hmm. have issues there. But at tight end, I mean, it, it's, it's so hard to pick and choose between those. So I, I think moving forward, you know, next year, I think it's really going to change how we draft tight ends. I mean, I feel like it already has. I feel like Andrews and Kelsey have already kind of done that the past few seasons. Even um, even Waller, you know, yeah, like his big explosive um, production that he's had the past couple of years when healthy, you know, that's really brought more eyes to the position. Seeing a guy like Darren Waller go in the second round of some leagues, you know, it's just kind of crazy to me. But it's, it's a reality. Like we saw a lot of it still this offseason. People are really high on him. Oh, this offense is so much better. It's not Devontae and Renfro. It's Dev- it's Devontae and Waller. You know, all, all those types of conversations. So, yep. uh, but yeah, with with the Dallas situation specifically, like I said, it's just more. You know, just wait and see. Don't overextend you extend extend yourself. Uh, get somebody in a good matchup. You know, you probably have to play the waivers. Maybe try to make a trade. I've been trying to get my hands on more Njoku uh, stock. That feels like a player that's going to be very safe, even with the transition of quarterback play. Um, so I, I like him actually a lot more than I like Amari Cooper as a start, and both of them had pretty decent days today. Yep. Uh, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be uh, right back with more uh, recaps from Week 5. All right, thinking of joining WinBet because now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. If you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, Whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned a $6 bet into $4,000, plus they got the extra $1,000 free bet on top of that. Win bet is truly for DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet as winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Fubo TV. If you watch Fubo, if you if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with the NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. 
Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off of your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. All right, right on. We're jumping back into the recaps here. Next up is San Francisco and Carolina. San Francisco going into Carolina and just completely housing them. Uh, was it 20 points in the second half, 17 in the first? Uh, mostly, yeah, I believe just field goals. They didn't even score a touchdown. Or no, McCaffrey did have the, the touchdown here. Not really too much to take away from this game. Did not love the Tevin Coleman sightings, I'll tell you that much, for my um, Jeff Wilson shares, that's for sure. Felt like a nag there. Felt like Wilson could have had some more love. I don't know if I'm overreacting to that, but I, I'm just not going to be buying any, any Tevin Coleman. We're going to have Elijah Mitchell coming back in a handful of weeks. Less than a handful of weeks now, actually. It should be about uh, maybe three or four. Um, was not impressed with the Debo production. You know, when you're looking at the Panthers, kind of splitting hairs. Obviously, CMC is the wide receiver one and the running back one. I thought DJ Moore had a little bit of a better week. Things are kind of starting to get a little bit more consistent from him. Still waiting for that, like that big boom <clears> game <throat> from him, though. But not really too much to take away from this game, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we don't love... You know, either the quarterbacks, but Jimmy had a pretty decent day. Uh, you know, targeting his running backs quite a bit was efficient, but you know, he, he's not someone that we're really utilizing unless it's like super flex and still kind of a deeper format. So, yeah, the the Niners' run game is interesting here because Jeff Wilson is is awesome. Like mm-hmm. he had a fantastic day. Obviously, you know, Tevin a couple Coleman, of really like, big runs. Oh yeah, like like he he looked like he was so comfortable running the ball. Um, so it's mm-hmm. really nice to see as a Jeff Wilson, uh, you know, owner, but. Obviously, as you mentioned, Tevin Coleman kind of sucked that he was in there, you know, vulturing touchdowns and, and touches. Yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. Two. I, he led the team with two touchdowns. That was crazy. Like, what? get him off the couch. Get him in the game. Let's go. Yeah, I, I don't think that we should expect that moving forward from, from Coleman. Honestly, I think it's going to be a carousel for the RB2 in this in this offense. You know, don't even forget about Tyrion Davis-Price. I mean, he's currently on on the IR, but he's going to come back. And he right. they, they liked him a lot in, in training camp, so I still have hopes that he can be the RB2. Or, you know, it, it always seems like the Niners have so many injuries at running back, too, so you never know. So it's, it's probably good to just have one of them on your team and mm-hmm. then just you know, just to see what happens. But yeah, Jeff Wilson, awesome. Um, I, I want to ask you, Jimmy G, you think he's a starter in, in 12 team yet? It's just always matchup based. I mean, like this, this was a great game for him for sure. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, I thought that they, the 49ers just showed up more than I expected them to. I thought that this was potentially a good spot to upset the 49ers just because I felt like if there was something that Carolina can do well, it stopped the run. That was wrong. <laughs> that was that was incorrect. As we mentioned, Jeff Wilson just busting up like 40-plus, 20-plus yard runs, right? So that was awesome. Um, but Garoppolo, 12-team, not single quarterback. That's, I mean, for sure, for sure, no. Super flex, yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot, lot of opportunity there. I don't know their opponent for next week, um, to be honest with you. But it's, it's just going to be matchup-based. You know, if, if, it, if it looks good on paper – probably worth you know the 12 to the 15 points mm. i'm certainly going to put him out put him out there over like you know a wide receiver running back or tight end and super flex so that's that's easy but um you know i don't know if you have like a, a like an exact guy like if i was looking at him or golf i would still be looking to start golf you know yep yeah right 
Right. Yeah. No. No. I. I definitely agree. I just. I want to put it in here because um. I. I'd seen some people asking about it in in a separate Discord. I'm in about you know mm-hmm. Jimmy G. Is he going to be viable moving forward in in 12 team leagues? And I, I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, man. I like. I don't think so. But uh, you know. Then again, I don't think Jimmy G. Is that great of a quarterback. So I want to kind of get somebody else's perspective on it. But um. Th- the only other thing on this game outside of Chris McCaffrey getting um you know a decent amount of work in this game which which is nice i mean he 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 makes do with what they give him and again i think that they should give him more work i mean he's your clear best player on your team so why not give him more work but um shy smith man like this guy four for 69 you know it, it's a guy that's off the radar he's yeah <laughs> um you know he, he's a guy that's uh, that's a little off the radar but he's been popping up here you know every now and again with some good games so you know, Shy Smith, in in your mind, um, is he a fourteen team and more kind of guy, or does he belong on anybody's bench in, in twelve teams at all? I'm not spending any waiver wire fob on him whatsoever. I mean, if I can get him for free and I have a roster spot, like I can tell you right now, in a twelve team league that I'm in that has kind of like similar settings to Scott Fishbowl, it's very very mm-hmm. deep. So you have a very deep bench. He's not he's not owned. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I have guys like, you know, Tur- like Tavante Turbin and, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of just other random people that don't play at all that I have rostered. Miles Gaskin I have, and he was, you know, he finally got some playing time today in their in, uh, garbage time. That was weird. But, yeah, like in a, in a lot of leagues I'm in, I have just players that literally, like, don't do anything. I'm going to win a league this week without, like, with my highest scoring wide receiver as Alec Pierce. No other receivers on my team scored points. Oh my god! Because it's like it's that deep a league, and they're all hurt. It's like Keenan Allen's out, um, Jamison Crowder was injured, <clears throat> Julio Jones is hurt, Devontae Parker put up a goose egg. Uh, oh, Kyle, I put in Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips had a catch for like six yards or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm still gonna win. It's like it's crazy. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like my apparently my opponent like completely checked out for the season. He had Jalen Tolbert in his starting lineup. I'm like oh jeez, what? All right, let's move on to our next game here. We got the Texans and the Jaguars. This one was disappointing. I just thought we'd get more offense in this game, especially from the Jaguars. Um, you know, we saw coming into this game there being a very good matchup up on the, on the ground for Robinson and ETN. Only one of them was able to take advantage of that. Interesting to see, you know, ETN's played actually kind of well, but he's playing well in games where the Jags are losing, which is weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I took the kind of the same thing uh, away from last week when they didn't perform well. And he looked good. You know, I, I I didn't get it. You know, I was like, all right, well, yeah, he looks good, but the team's losing. The the games where the team wins, James Robinson looks really good. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't know if I want to overreact too much to the, the big margin of production between the two in these past two weeks. I'm still a buyer of James Robinson because I feel like when they get into the red zone, that's still going to be his spot. So I still like him as a buy-low candidate uh, coming off of this week. You look at Trevor Lawrence, like he – he came close to 300 passing yards, which was where I, I kind of had him as like his threshold for this week. But two interceptions. I think it was just kind of a disappointing um, bit of production from their offense in general. I feel like there's going to be you know better weeks ahead for ETN and Robinson. ETN still fumbled the ball again this week too. I'm not sure what his total's up to now if it's three or four, but he needs to get keep his hands on the ball. Like it, he's been really efficient, but they're not going to let him touch you know touch the ball inside the five if he can't clean it up. And ultimately, that's what we're going to need come championship week, come the fantasy playoffs. And I feel like that's where like this narrative is kind of heading like right now. Like, all right, well, 
it's all cool who's who's good now, but who's going to be the guy that wins it for us? And I feel like come the end of the season, that's going to be the final nod, like, you know, who was right and who was wrong, it, you know, which camp is going to come out on top in the fantasy atmosphere of, you know, Robinson versus ETN. Yep. Um, I didn't learn anything new about the Texans in this one. You want Damian Pierce. You want Brandon Cooks. Nico Collins in some deeper formats maybe as a flyer. That's it. But, I mean, nothing new here. And you're not yeah. starting Davis Mills. Yeah, you love to see the the Damian Pierce work. I mean, they they just keep giving him the ball, which is awesome. You know, that's that's fantastic. Um, for the Jags, uh, sell Marvin Jones and buy Christian Kirk. I mean, this was Christian Kirk's worst game by far. If mm-hmm. anybody is you know a, a zero win, one win, two win team, and they they need some help, I would package a deal to go get Christian Kirk. I mean, I, I just think it was. I don't know if it was just he was double covered. You know, I was kind of half paying attention to this game because it was entirely boring. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would definitely go get Christian Kirk right now and I would sell Marvin Jones. Um, You know, Evan Ingram had a decent day if that he could be a potential, you know, fill in for you at at tight end as well. Uh, You know, he at least got a lot of work. So again, I kind of agree with you. Not too much to take away from this game because of how incredibly slow and boring it was. But, um, you know, Nico Collins, if you need a wide receiver, if you got a lot of injuries or something, he might be somebody that, that you can potentially look to get for super cheap on the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he at least got four receptions for 65 yards. I mean, he he's a guy that can make a big play that just hasn't yet. So I I, I don't want to give up on Nico Collins quite yet. So just somebody to to look for on the waiver wire if you you know if you need some help at wide receiver. Agreed. I did pick up some uh, some Marvin Jones for free, and then I did not start him. <laughs> It's just one of those, it's kind of like it's just a stash thing, you know, like, you know, those leagues where they let you put your out players in the IR. Just one of those situations. Don't let someone else have them for free, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But, but actually, since you picked him up for free, will you try to move him this week based off of what he just did? No one's going to buy. You don't think? Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I mean, I I could try, but I I highly doubt it. You know, you were mentioning um, Kirk. I offered somebody Derek Carr and Jerry Judy for Kirk. That didn't go through. And Hmm. they, they had uh, who is it? It's single, it's single QB, and my my top quarterback was Lamar, and I'm just like, you know, I need him. I I would really love to get something for my backup quarterback, who I think is in a good position to stretch out the end of the season. So of course I targeted winless teams, you know, teams that haven't won, no bites at all, mm-hmm. and this is teams that have like Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Russ Wilson, I think Carson Wentz, like they're in trouble at quarterback, and yeah, nothing. I was like, damn. Hmm. All right, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, that, that game was just uber disappointing. Okay. Hayden Hurst, like I said, safe floor. Just got a touchdown. Yep. It's, it's, it's weird to say. <laughs> All right, next up, I know this one um, <clears throat> This one stung for you. We got Titans 21, Commander 17. Um, other than just taking taking a tough one on the chin, uh, what did you uh, get from this game? What did you learn? Um, Washington needs to burn it all down, fire everybody, restart. Uh, it's it's just it's just not working for Washington, right? Like Wentz was was awesome the first two weeks. I mean, a, a majority of his season production came in two weeks, so he he can't really be trusted, you know, moving forward. Even though he had 359 yards and two touchdowns, like that's a great day, but you it's can't count on that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean that. Yeah, I mean like he had an opportunity to have a really good bounce back game against in, against a very friendly. Titans secondary, yeah, he got yardage, but it was just volume. He only, he passed the ball nearly forty times. Yeah, and uh, you know, scary Terry. Uh, I would definitely try to target him because uh, you probably can get him on the cheap. I mean, he's just been mediocre 
you know, he's had some games, but I mean, five for for 76, it's, it's good. You know, that's, that's decent PPR day, but it's just it's all not... coming in the second half. That's what like, I, I keep telling this it... to everybody. Like it's so exhausting to turn on the game stat tracker red zone and to not hear, see his or feel his name. Like what the hell? And it's like, Oh, halftime. Terry McLaurin just hauls in his first catch one for 25. You're like, Oh, Hey, He's playing. <laughs> How about that? He's playing. <laughs> he's not hurt. He, he's not on. He's not on the sideline. He's actually in the game. He caught a ball. It's it's nuts. Carson Wentz and Curtis Samuel. It's a thing. There's I, I mean there's no like Christian mingle breadcrumbs to pick up on. <laughs> it's just a thing. They're boys. I don't know what it is. I don't know well, if they're, if they're playing Fortnite and the rest of the team's playing Call of Duty or what's going on. But there's something there. I, there is something going on with those two because he is only looking his way. I swear to God. Uh, well, it, it, you know, f- funny little side note here. Uh, Carson Wentz, I don't know, it was like four or five years ago, uh, he he put a tweet out that he thinks Curtis Samuel is like a very like electric player and he'd love to play with him one day. You know, fast forward, here we are. Like, he cool. Just, he, he's always, <laughs> he's always liked his game. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but man, Washington starts out so vanilla. It's like they don't want to lose the game. Yep. And then they start losing the game and then they start to play faster. They play with more aggression. And it's like, <laughs> just start the damn game this way. What are you doing? And, run, and I mean, run the hurry up offense is what they need to do because like, you, you, you have the athletes <clears throat> realistically to do it. Like, you have a good deep running back group, right? You obviously have a deep wide receiver room full of athletes. Terry, Curtis, Diamond yeah, Brown went off today. Oh, yeah, Johan first Dotson. two touchdowns. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have deep groups of talent. Run the hurry up. Do your interchanging when you need to, obviously. Like, sub in and sub out, you know, based off of conditioning and, you know, who's ready to go and whatever packages you want to get going. And, yeah, have just a more um, – what's, what's the word I'm looking for? A more staged or rehearsed first set of drives. Okay, option A, they score on the first drive. We immediately say, more gasoline. Let's go. Crank it up. Crank it up. Crank it up. Okay, they kick on their first drive. Actually, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Keep it going. You know? Yeah, it, it's, it, it was just so disappointing at the end of the game, too. You know, they get the pass interference call, and they're down yep. at the one-yard line. And three straight pass plays for, for nothing. I, I mean, it's it's just mind-boggling to me that they didn't at least try to run the ball once because mm-hmm. they had 19 seconds to start the, those three plays. They could have ran the ball once. I know they had no timeouts, but they could have got back up and spiked it and then had a pass play. Like, at least try to get in the end zone with Robinson or, or you know, Gibson. It's just the, the, their offense is just so vanilla. It's so hard to trust. And yet, I mean, there's guys making plays through the week that, uh, you know, are, are viable fantasy starters. So it's, I don't know, Washington is, is such a mystery to me. And, and, you know, I pay attention to the team day in and day out. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, so any, anyway, so fantasy purposes, Terry McLaurin, I, I would still try to go buy him, you know, on the low. Don't, don't give up too much. Uh, Curtis Samuel, same ordeal. You know, you can definitely get him on the lower cost. Um, on, on the Titan side, you know, Derek Henry just continues to be awesome. He's getting all the work. I mean, he, he's just, Bar none, you know, fantastic running back. And as long as he doesn't get injured, mm-hmm. I think he's obviously, you know, fantastic moving forward. But you want to trust absolutely no one on the Titans' um, pass offense. You know, no wide receivers, no tight ends. I don't want to deal with anything on the tight ends outside of Derrick Henry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're 
if you're in a tough spot, I, you know, I started Robert Woods this week and I put it, he's on a, a roster where I'm going to score like the most points that week. I mean, it's, it's all going to be situation based, right? Like in desperate, desperate times, I don't hate Robert Woods. I think Traylon Burks could be a nice stash for the end of the season, even in redraft formats, yep. because I feel like they are still going to have to pass more at some point. They're going to get into a higher scoring total game. They're not going to be able to <clears> slow down and park the bus in a lot of these matchups. Like today, they were able to really set the tone, right? Like yep. they were able to you know, kind of stay ahead, keep moving the needle, and all through the run game, right? So like that won't be there every week. They had a friendly matchup this week. You know, we'll see what we get for them going forward. Uh, but I, I agree with you. And like most situations, 80% of the situations, you're looking to not start or touch those uh, Tennessee wide receivers until – we get a little bit more consistency uh, built up there. Yeah, I, I do just want to touch on uh, Washington's running back core real quick. I don't think you can mm-hmm. start any of them moving forward now that Brian Robinson's back. I mean, it's right. just it's it's, it's going to be so hard to trust any of them. You know, Gibson only had three carries. Uh, he did have three receptions. Uh, but because again, I think. Five. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, Brian Robinson had nine and it, I think Antonio Gibson, um, you know, what we saw today is probably exactly what's going to happen moving forward is he's going to have a couple of of rushes and then he's going to be in there in plays that they know they can probably get him, uh, you know, the ball in space. And mm-hmm. he, he's a great guy to have the ball in, in space. I mean, he can make some plays, but again, you can't trust that they're going to need to use him like that. So moving forward, my advice to everybody is do not use any Washington running back until we see how this kind of pans out. And, you know, uh, until Robinson fully takes over the, you know, the first and second down role. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsors and we're going to be back with more <clears throat> uh, week five fantasy football recaps. Be right back. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can. With the Elias Game Plan app, it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything that you need. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan uh, sports betting app now in the app, uh, app Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. All right, and we're back. We're talking fantasy football recaps from NFL Week 5. Next up, we've got the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Falcons made it interesting late. You know, this is a team that's uh, scored over 20 points in every game so far. I think 23 was their minimum threshold before this game. They scored 14. 
uh, I'm sorry, 15 they scored in this game. Um, really didn't like learn that much about the Falcons. I feel like you know everything that I thought about them, you know, I kind of leave with the same thoughts. I still like Drake London. I just feel like this was a bad matchup. I feel like there's great weeks for him ahead. You somehow are able to buy him on the low after this week. I absolutely love it. Um, if you're in trouble in a super flex league and you need another quarterback, I don't hate going after Marcus Mariota. Even in a bad matchup like this, you know he probably would have gotten you somewhere between you know 12 to 15 fantasy points. I really don't hate it. You know, in a lot of spots you're going to be struggling, whether it's with injuries. Um, we've if I I went up against Tua last week and another guy started Teddy Bridgewater up against me this week. I can't keep running into that type of luck. But we're seeing around the league, you know, some dominoes start to fall. Even a Mac Jones. If you were in one of those situations where you put yourself at risk, you know, <clears throat> Mariota, you know, he might be the answer to, you know, some of those, you know, leagues where you really sat on quarterback. Um, so if you could get him for a buy low, wouldn't hate that. Leonard Fournette did, you know, big, big Lenny things, big third and Lenny things, 10 catches. That was awesome. Um, I really don't know if you're going to be able to predict who's going to have the most catches from that group week in and week out. It's really just going to be up to Tom. Tom's been also pretty impressive, not throwing a ton of touchdowns. Might be someone that you might be able to buy on, on a low or even sell if you have a bulk of quarterbacks. Yep. Um, you know, pretty much agree with everything you said there. You know, Leonard Fournette, fantastic on the ground. That's exactly what I expected to happen here today was that they were just going to let Lenny do what he do. Um, I, I did expect Mike Evans to get a touchdown, though. I, I did throw that out there. It was one of my favorite uh, player props for this week. And it was criminal that they did not give him the one where he did not step out of bounds. And the ball clearly cr crossed the pylon because they knocked it over. And they still did not, I mean, you know, they, they called it not a touchdown on the field. There wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. So he yeah. actually should have had a touchdown on that. Fortunately, that then went to Leonard Fournette. So it is what it is. But Mike Evans could have had an even better day. So, um, you know, it, if you can go buy any of Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, um, and even Rashad White, if you want a guy that you can definitely trade very low for is Rashad White. Man, he could be fantastic if Leonard Fournette ever um you know gets injured or just th they decide to maybe give him less of a workload uh Rashad White could be awesome he, he's a very good running back and that was somebody I was you know high on before the season so mm -hmm. you know from the Bucks if you can target any of those guys I, I I would do that now um same thing you know you said Drake London I would definitely target him uh I know last week he was I think fourth in air yards and and target share through the air in the NFL mm -hmm. you know Drake London is, is definitely somebody that uh the Falcons love to target so I would definitely go buy him if you can. You know, this was definitely a bad matchup. And I think, you know, moving forward, he's obviously going to be going to be fine. You know, I'm sure there there could be some other matchups along the way that it's kind of like this. Where, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot from him. But I think there's better days to come for Drake London. Uh, the, the really big thing that I wanted to watch uh, for the Falcons game here was a Tyler Algier to see how he did in the absence of uh, Cordero Patterson. 13 mm -hmm. for 45. Uh, I don't think he caught any balls. No, he did not. So, yeah, just 13 for 45, not impressive. But, again, the Bucks defense is very good up front. So, next week, you know, th this is somebody I'm definitely going to be watching here to see what they're, how they're going to use him moving forward. Obviously, he did have the most carries on the team. So, mm -hmm. um, if you are running back needy, like hard, this could be somebody that you could either pick up still off the waiver wire or potentially trade for for very low. I mean, I, again, don't spend a lot on him. But I do like the opportunity for him behind Patterson. So, just – you know, somebody I'm going to be definitely watching next week to see how they use him, um, you know, against a lesser opponent. Uh, yeah, Caleb Huntley also had, what was it, eight carries for 34, Mariota seven for 61, mm -hmm. 13 for 45. It's it's really tough for me to buy into that group because I feel like Arthur Smith is just going to 
it's not even about drawing it up for any one guy. He just wants to draw up like really creative plays. And I feel like there's, there's going to be a lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to that run game. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't overextend your, your fob exposure with any of these guys. That's all. Yep. Like, no, no, I, totally I like agree. Algier. I like Huntley. Like the guy, most importantly, that I can get for free. The guy that is not going to cost me anything whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nothing really serious to take away from the Falcons. I also think we kind of just also have to keep in mind that Pitts will be back. His role will expand. They're going to work on definitely getting him more involved in the offense. So, you know, temper expectations kind of all around. I was assuming that with Patterson out, like you would get just more passing and they still just really rotated, you know, the touches on the ground to keep the defense guessing because they don't have one of those running backs that they do. Like they don't have the Zeke Elliott that they have to atone 20 plus touches for all the millions of dollars, right? They can go out there and play just, you know, you know, uh, risk-free football, you know, because they have nothing to lose. Like, yep. you know, just run it with whoever. No big deal. We're, yeah, not, keeping, definitely. we're not keeping promises. <laughs> All right, next up we've got uh, the Jets and the Dolphins. Really weird one. You know, the Jets score 40 points, but Zach Wilson doesn't pass for a touchdown. Um, really odd game. My big takeaways, you know, selling the Dolphins, whatever I can to sell Dolphins, I want to get rid of them. I don't know what's going to be going on with the quarterback situation. Teddy Bridgewater could have came back. It felt like whoever is in charge of the concussion situation was overly concerned about how they were going to handle Dolphin quarterbacks getting concussions after the two uh, issue. I, I was about literally the, the word scandal almost came out of my mouth because that's what it's kind of starting to feel like, you know, with some of the finger pointing, you know, going around after, you know, what we've saw with, you know, Tua's situation, you know, obviously he gets knocked out, throws up the, you know, the fingers and the, you know, kind of, uh, locked in, you know, um, body actions after taking that hit. That was, you know, pretty terrible to see. Right away, Teddy gets taken out of this one. We got Skylar Thompson. I'm not trusting Jalen Waddle. I'm not trusting Tyreek Hill with him. Um, Raheem Mostert, uh, maybe a buy low candidate. I haven't been on the Chase Edmonds bandwagon, you know, throughout the the preseason. I was always on taking the guy that would cost me the le the, the the least amount, like the guy at the very back end, whether that was. Sonny Michelle, he's gone, obviously. Miles Gaskin, who oddly got some touches today. Or Raheem Mostert, and here we are. It seems like it's the Raheem Mostert show. He might be a buy candidate for me. And also after this game, I would love to try and get some Garrett Wilson if I get some you know, kind of timid owners that are scared of his production this week. I feel like the passing game is going to have some brighter days ahead. I would like to buy some Garrett Wilson after this one and potentially some Raheem Mostert. Yeah, um, you say mustard, I say mustard. You know, potato, potato. Who, who knows, right? Um, but, but I, I, that was literally one of the only things I wrote down for this game was uh, <laughs> mustard. In my eyes, now two two good weeks. Um, he right. is a start. You know, I, especially if they're going to have issues with with the uh, quarterback, he yeah. might not get very valuable touches. But I think he's going to get a lot of touches moving forward, mm -hmm. especially you know if Skyler's there leading the way so uh moster definitely if he's still on the waiver wire go pick him up for sure he's going to be on the waiver wire um article i'm sure this week um you know he's somebody that he's just outplaying edmonds and he came over with the coaching staff as well so i think that they are had already had that trust in him so that's you know definitely a big winner in my eyes tyreek hill got stepped on today was seen in a walking boot so definitely monitor that i'm not going to sell waddle or hill just yet but if there's another bad game like this where 
it's just helter skelter out there and we're not sure what's up with teddy bridgewater or tua then yeah i'm gonna start shopping both of them because i i do unfortunately have them in league so um you know i nothing else really to say on the dolphins um the, the <clears> jets <throat> like you said so surprising that they put up 40 points and no passing touchdowns by yeah. zach wilson he did have That's a rushing good. touchdown he 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 got one in with his legs and, yeah. and good on him too because he took a nice little lick you know when, when he went across the goal line good tough good mm-hmm. tough run for the quarterback you like to see that um, but yeah, just like really unimpressed with the passing game. Gonna just chalk it up to being situational against the Dolphins. Um, what was I about to? Oh, the 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 selling of Tyree Kill. So if if you watched the show last week, we already mentioned about selling Dolphins because of the Tua injury, right? I sold Tyree Kill this week. I think you saw it in the SGPN Discord. James Robinson, DJ Moore, and Brandon Cooks. And while the ter- return wasn't like booming this week, I still feel like going through the rest of the season, that's really going to be a, a bright, you know, swap for me. You know, already this week, you know, you're seeing he'll hurt three for one swap like that. Um, the guy had a good amount of depth, so he, he definitely could afford to give up a little bit. Um, but I felt really good about it because I was already on, you know, not necessarily he's going to have a, just like a bad season, but his best games of the year had already been played, right? Yeah. Like, the, that six touchdown game for for Tua, right? Like the two games, ooh, that would have been a nice catch. Um, the the two games over 125 receiving, over 140 receiving. Like I was not betting that, on that to continue with Teddy Bridgewater. Now another domino falls, and we're on to Skylar Thompson. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a rough situation down there, and it was fun to watch. It was it was the Blur brothers were great. They go, they go, blue yeah. what blur. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Brees Hall or Michael Carter, uh, both of them, uh, obviously, starts for, for both of them, sit either one, trade Andrew, them. Andrew, I I went out and I spent a lot to get a lot of Brees Hall in this offseason. So, I was very happy about what I got at Brees Hall today. But in a lot of those spots where I have Brees Hall, I also have Michael Carter. And this was oh, the first God. week. This was the first week that I didn't start – both of them. That's what oh I've been doing. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what I had been doing. Is like ah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Carter this week. It's good. I I did fine. Like you know, Brees was still Brees. Fantasy but football is a fickle. Those pitch. two touchdowns, those two touchdowns that Michael Carter got belong to Brees Hall. Oh yeah, that that was bullshit. That was awful. That man carried you all the way down the field on multiple 40, 50 plus yard runs or catches, and you do that. You, oh my God, Robert Salah, shame, shame on the, oh my <laughs> goodness, that was just torture to see, you know, and like the one, they actually like reviewed it because they were like, oh, you know, this is actually close. And the, the second one, he was definitely, they, I think they were actually a little more friendly is down at like the three and they put it down at the one. So yeah, that was, that was tough. Was great that he did get the one. Um, I am going to continue to roll with both of them. So like I mentioned, like I want, I wanted a lot of haul. And I backed that up with Carter in a lot of spots because of, hey, what if it doesn't go my way, right? Like, you're trying to lock in literally the 101 in dynasty drafts. Like, you need to back that up. That's like the same as drafting Derrick Henry in the second round. You need to back that up, right? Because if you're spending that type of stock, you got to have some insurance on it, right? So I feel good about owning both. I'm not trying to sell either. You know, if you are in a situation where you're like, oh, who who do I have to start one over the other? It's Brees Hall every time for me. Because he's like he is earning that higher percentage of the touches. Honestly, Michael Carter today was just an anomaly. His production, like his his fantasy uh, totals, they're not going to be like that in the next three weeks. You know, combined probably because he's not going to have as many touchdowns, in my opinion. 
No, I agree. I just I, I know people obviously have both uh, Hall or Carter on their team or one or the other. And it's like, you know, what right. do you do with these two guys? Because it's kind of like they eat into each other's work, but they're both doing enough to be startable. You know, so it, if if I have Carter, I'm probably going to sell him. If I have both of them, you know, as you said, I'd probably hold both of them. But if yeah. I just have Carter, um, I, I probably sell. If I just have Hall, I'm keeping him. But it, just Carter, I think it's a, I think it was a little bit of an outlier with the two touchdowns today. You might be able to weasel your way into a pretty good trade. So, mm-hmm. you know, just food for thought for people who just have Carter on their team because you're probably not starting him. Get, get him off your bench and get something that you might be able to actually start. I think he would be a nice sprinkle in a trade. You know, like yes. if you're trying to get somebody, like maybe you were trying to get like a three for one for Travis Kelsey. Maybe you get Carter in there with another couple of, you know, good options. Obviously, he would be kind of like, the, you know, the last piece in there. But yeah. I, I feel like a guy like that, you know, could help you, you know, bring home or be the last piece to help you bring home a big trade. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got the uh, Seahawks and the Saints. What a f- absolutely fun game. Uh, the only thing that disappointed me in this one is I just needed Geno Smith to just throw one. Just throw one interception just look somewhat human but no geno smith out here proving he's a freaking god another three passing touchdowns one of the most efficient passers in the nfl this season absolutely sell 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 i agree i agree i agree i have and i think me and andrew both we have not been high on dk metcalf he looked good today i know i've been higher on tyler lockett you know especially especially in the conversation between the two you know, who do you want more so season long? Lockett did have the be- uh, bigger day today. Had two absolutely beautiful touchdown catches, uh, especially the second one through coverage. I thought that was going to be my interception that I was going to bring home. Wrong. Incorrect. Um, not really too much to take away other than those guys. Like, I'm good with selling Lockett, Metcalf, Geno Smith. Uh, it's really hard to predict Saints production. You don't know who's playing quarterback. You don't know if the quarterback's playing wide receiver or running back. (laughs) It's a very difficult situation to manage. Uh, If you are an Alvin Kamara owner, I want to sell. Hill going for, what is it, 9 for 112, and Kamara going 23 for 103. I I don't think that's going to be production that's going to repeat itself game after game. Kamara came back. He showed that he's healthy. He gave you a nice little bright spot. I think now's a good time to sell him because – now you may feel comfortable. Oh, he's back. I'm good. I can leave him and forget about it. And then next week, he's going to hurt you again. He's going to get hurt middle of the week in practice. He's going to come up and put 13 for 47 and two catches for six yards. You know, like I, I feel like now's a good time. You know, like you got the value. Maybe you trade him to the Rashad Penny owner. You know, Rashad mm. Penny exited this game with an injury. Yep. Ken Walker, a definite buy candidate, eight for 88 and a touchdown, had one really big run. Um, yeah, other than that, that, that's really all I got from the game. Oh, but, uh, oh no, Olave did find the end zone. I was going to say by Olave. Olave did get hurt, though. Oh, um, did? Damn. Yeah. He, was it on that touchdown Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he got the touchdown, and they, they, they took him off. He looked like he was okay, but mm-hmm. it looked like they wanted to evaluate him for a concussion. So I, I unfortunately did not get to really watch the end of that game because I was, uh, you know, in the middle of doing uh, other things. So I, I didn't see if I he was, came back in. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I saw the replay of the, the the touchdown that he scored, and that's why I was like, oh, well, what the hell? Yeah, so definitely everyone should monitor that because, you know, Olave is is definitely a start, you know, week in mm-hmm. and week out if he's if he's in there. So definitely Well, they've also said Tom, Thomas is going to be back next week for sure, too. So it, yeah. might just be a nice, it might, well, it might be a nice opportunity because if they already know now, you know what I mean? Like if they're comfortable saying like he's probable for next week, it probably means he could have played this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I – 
I'm not a Michael Thomas guy. That guy's just dust in the wind to me, but um, yeah. I, I, I see the value in him. Um, sure. You know, Seahawks, like you said, um, Ken Walker, uh, definitely buy candidate. If you mm-hmm. can go get him off the waiver wire, if you can get him oh, for – if, if you're the penny owner, definitely go target that because, you know, then you can have you're both. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, you're in big trouble. And honestly, like five weeks, like, you know, that's beautiful. Like you, wherever you draft a Rashad Penny, what he's given you from week one to now, if he doesn't give you anything else for the rest of the season, he was probably worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely sell Lockett and Metcalf. I'm I'm on board with that because I'm, I'm cool with selling Gino. I mean, go sell him now. His value is at its peak. Like the sky is going to fall at some point. This this team cannot sustain what they are doing. It's just not feasible. I don't believe. So do you I'm think going I could to get another quarterback for him. Like, do you think I could upgrade like my third quarterback? Third quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So I have Lamar, I have Hertz, and then I have Geno. Who do you think I should target to swap Geno? Oh man, Tom Brady. Yeah, I could try that. Yeah, I think Brady would be a, a very good candidate. Um, man, it, I, like I, the I, other owner has to have like a plethora of quarterbacks, so like they're not going to just yeah, correct. Not just going to swap that straight up. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but I just if you have Geno, if he's your second quarterback and he's just been doing fantastic, like I would definitely go try to trade him and something else for, you know, e- even like a Joe Burrow. I I, I would trade him for yeah. Joe Burrow straight that'd up. That'd be that'd be awesome. I don't. I'm not going to probably be able to pull that off. I would like to be able to get an upgrade behind him because he's not someone that I want long-term, and it's in a dynasty format. And that was the same league I mentioned before where I have Lamar and I have Hurts. You know, I just went with the run-heavy you know, quarterbacks, and I was like, screw it. You know, it'll work out. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it was funny because I, didn't, I picked up Geno for free. I got him off of waivers after that draft. I had only drafted the backups to my starting quarterbacks. I had only drafted, like, Tyler Huntley and um, Gardner Minshew. That's it. Jeez. Yeah, I got Gino for free. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hate that. It's yeah, it just it's incredible what he's doing, and hats off to him. I mean, he's playing fantastic. But again, I mean, it's Gino Smith. We've seen him in other situations. The sky's gonna fall. Sell before you feel sad about holding on to him, and then you're just stuck holding the bag, right? So, right. um, and and the Saints, you know, you I, I think you pretty much said it all. Um, Taysom Hill single handedly murdered me in a league that I'm going to score 190 points and and still oh. lose because I'm played against Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, and Taysom Hill. Those three people, was, and I had Gabe Davis. Single quarterback. Single quarterback. He, he, he's just tight end. Yep, he's the tight oh end. And the only reason this guy had to play him was because Kyle Pitts was out. Um, just it just. Yeah, I'm going to score the second highest in the league and still lose. You, you just hate fantasy sometimes, man. It's a fickle bitch. It, it really is. But, yeah, so, again, Taysom Hill, you can probably go get a fantastic trade offer for Taysom Hill. I don't think this is what's going to happen. I, I, I want to sell Taysom Hill, man. We I see- mean, I, I do, too. I just feel like no one is going to sleep any night, like, in super any- comfortable that that's what they're going to get week in and week out. In, yeah, but in any league that he is tight end eligible, that that yeah. what what we just saw, what other tight end is going to do that? I mean, I, maybe you're not wrong. Kelsey, you know, you're not like wrong. He, so I guess I just I just worry about the weeks where he gets like you know four carries for twenty five yards and that's it. You know, yeah, like hundred percent. Like yep. I, you, you're not going to rest easy any single night knowing that he's in your slot for tight end because yeah. yeah, he could do exactly what he did today or the following week followed up with a turd because. Mike Thomas came back or Alvin Kamara blew up or whatever, or they decided to, I don't know, use anyone else other than Taysom Hill. <laughs> yep. 
I always, uh, you know, I, every week I talk to a buddy about uh, a fantasy throughout the week. And I always, I always make the comment to him about taking advantage of the ill repute or, or taking advantage of the under knowledge, you know, the people who mm-hmm. just look at the box stores and see, holy shit, Taysom Hill just had this, like this game at tight end. Like this is fan. Right. Go sell that to that person. The person oh, yeah, who absolutely. doesn't research fantasy football and talk about it every single mm-hmm. week and understands that that's not going to be the thing. Right. So just for anybody out there, you know, that if he's tight end eligible, I, I would trade him immediately and, uh, and, and never think about it again, because he's, he's not going to go do this week in a week out. It's just, it's so honest, you know, unattainable. Some of those leagues are hard to find, though. You got, you got to get in like your buddies. Like, ESPN. Uh, it seems like all of them are tight end eligible. That's where I see it a lot. Is ESPN leagues? He's tight end eligible in Yahoo. Is he too? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. picked him off last week and dropped him. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have started him. I have. Oh, I have no. Mark. I have Mark Andrews and Tyler Higby, and I'm starting them at tight end and in flex. Mm-hmm. It's been working out. So yeah. like, you know, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. T- I wouldn't have started him. I had added him in one of those situations where. You can put your out players into the IR, and I just scooped him up. That's it. Yep. But last week he didn't do anything, so dropped him. That's that's it. Like I only did it in case of a situation where like this, where if they do, eh, you can make some offers, or you can just keep them on your bench. And again, you don't let somebody get them for free. It's just it's keeping it simple. Yep. All right, we're gonna hit our last uh, round of uh, sponsors here, and then we're gonna hit, uh, finish up with more <laughs> recaps from week five. Uh, let me tell you about Trade Coffee. <clears throat> it's a coffee subscription service, unlike anything you've ever tried before because they partner with the top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from all across the U.S. every single month. They curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Trade is the easiest way to get your best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will uh, you will love your first bag, and if not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small business and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffee in the country. Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, and we're back. We're rolling through the recaps here of week five. Our next stop lands us in New England. The Lions taking on the Patriots. Is it Bailey? Yeah, Bailey Zappi, 1-0 in the NFL, taking down Jared Gopher and the Detroit Lions. Shame on the Lions. I mean... You know, I don't, I don't want to throw the word fraud around so lightly. You know, I'm going to give him another week here. But, man, you had your boys healthy. You know, you had Amon Ra healthy. Obviously, Swift was still out. But I felt like with Amon Ra and TJ Hawkinson, like, you know, Bill Belichick shouldn't have had the answer to stop the number one offense in the NFL. You know what I mean? But he did. But he did. And it was to get to uh, Jared Goff. It was to, you know, get a lot of pressure off that offensive line. Really exposed him there. But you know what I really did appreciate, Andrew, is – Josh Reynolds continues to make me look so smart. He just makes me look like the biggest nerd in the world. 
I just keep telling people to start this dude, and he just keeps backing it up for me. Started Josh Reynolds over DJ Moore this week. The name's on the back of their jerseys. One's a little bit more sexier than the other. I'll tell you that much right now on DJ Moore. But I still threw out Josh Reynolds out there, despite that big, fat, red Q next to his name all week long. I hate the Q, Andrew. I hate it. By Josh Reynolds, I'm telling you guys, like, he is the second best pass catcher on this roster. I'm telling you. And it's not because he's better than TJ Hawkinson. It's because he has the next best rapport with Jared Goff after Monroe St. Brown. Like, it's just that simple. I don't care what DJ Shark does when he comes back. I will be starting Josh Reynolds over DJ Shark until there's a reason not to. I don't feel like I'm going to get hurt. I feel like it's safer than Amari Cooper stock. Call me crazy. Call me nuts. Bold. Very just bold. look. Just look at the numbers. Look, you know. Look. Don't get rid of the ADP. Get rid of the drafts. The drafts are over. Everybody. All right. I don't care that Josh Reynolds wasn't drafted in your home league. All right. I, I don't care if he wasn't drafted in you know the Scott Fishbowl or some other you know high end inv- fantasy football invitational. The proof's in the pudding, and I'm eating dessert with Josh Reynolds like that. That's just what's happening right now. <laughs> I bet he finds it. I bet he finds the end zone next week. He. I, I don't know how many targets he had, but it had to be a fair amount. He had six catches for 92. Do you know how many targets he had? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I just see six for 92 as well. I don't have that one up. Um, it, it, it is funny, though. Like, he just he just keeps being productive. I mean, you're you're right. It's just I I can't start him and feel good about it. Like, I just, I just cannot because sure. I know the first time I start him, he's going to have that letdown game, and I'm going to hate myself for being like, why in the shit would I start Josh Reynolds? I but, got caught with my pants down with Greg Dorch one week, but it was just one week, and then I didn't do it anymore. But all the other weeks, mucho Danilo. It's very true. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's just yeah, Josh Reynolds, not sexy, but but productive, and that's that is the name of the game. Um, Amra, I had him in a bunch of leagues. I did not start him in any single one because I knew okay. that this was going to happen. Bill Belichick knew Amra St. Brown was just injured. He's coming into the game. We are going to make sure that he does nothing. And uh, four for 18, that it might as well be nothing. So, you know, I, I think moving forward, he's going to be fine. You know, Bill Belichick. The, the Patriots are good on both sides of the ball up front on the offense and defensive line. They are very good. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they, they made Jared Goff pay. They made um, everyone's darling, you know, Jamal Williams, 15 for 56. Not a very yeah, good Yeah, but I feel like the Jamal Williams – like, I feel like fantasy sharps kind of were on that one too. Like he had a good week last week, the first week without him, but last week was the first time he even had a, a career run of over like 20 plus yards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He you had know, you know I mean? his like, entire career over 25. Yeah. I was telling people, you know, you need to keep a nose towards Craig Reynolds a little bit here because if Swift is out for a while, this is going to be the guy that is your first and second down back. Like, and yeah, Jamal Williams will still have that usage in the red zone because they trust him. He has a lot of experience, and he's better for third down blocking, right? So, like, I still feel like people need to have a nose for Craig Reynolds if Swift is out, but I felt like that split was kind of expected. I I expected more from the passing offense. Look at the game. They were down the entire time. Like, I expect more from this offense that's just has so much opportunity. It's not even about how good they are. It's just about how many times they were able to go out and just play offense because they would turn the ball over. You know, they would they – would, um, Offer up a, a turnover where the defense would score. Uh, what was it? Kyle Jugger had a had a return fumble for a touchdown, right? Okay, cool. We're back on the field. It's great for fantasy. Go get us some fantasy points, guys. What the hell? What are you doing? Josh Reynolds, in the last 
four weeks, he either has eight plus targets or a touchdown. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> he has at least 38 receiving yards through the last four weeks. The last three weeks, he has 80 at least. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, Josh Reynolds is a thing. I'm not excited about it. I don't have his jersey in my closet, okay? Like, it's just a fact of the matter. Yeah, He's no, I, me look so smart. I love it. I, I, say, I, I don't have anything against him outside of it's just Josh Reynolds. And, uh, I mean, I'm lucky enough that in all my leagues, I'm not in a scenario where I'm like, you know what, I got to go get a Josh Reynolds to play every week. I, I've just – I just have the depth I there. I, but... <laughs> I wish I had more of them. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, Jared Goff, I'm assuming you would not recommend starting him outside of you – know, he's kind of matchup dependent, right? I started him a lot today. I mean, he's top five <laughs> quarterback right now in the NFL, like numbers-wise. Yeah. I started him today in a bunch of spots. I started him over Matt Stafford. I don't feel bad about it. I I, I look at Matt, Matt Stafford today, and I'm like, eh, you're not that impressive. I would still rather go with a quarterback who's going to be in a very good game script. If anything, you could buy Jared Goff for cheaper now because the defense isn't going to get better next week. They're going to get, you know, maybe they get better throughout the season, but how much better can they get from dead last? Mm-hmm. Five spots, six spots. That's still great. That's, you know what I mean? I, I wish I had their schedule up in front of me because I'm sure, you know, I could just reference. Yeah, let me just pull it up really quick. It won't take me very long. Uh, yeah, I, just, you... I can literally just reference their upcoming matchups and if I would start golf or not. So Cowboys, that's a that's like not ideal, right? Like Stafford and the Rams, they just kind of got showed up. Still starting him there. Uh, he's he's on the road. The Cowboys, they may play keep away with the ball a little bit, but they score points still. So I, I feel like there's still going to be points to be had in that game. The Lions, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins after that at home, give me the Packers at home after that, give me the Bears after that. On the road, give me the Giants after that. I'll take it. The Bills, again, great game script. You know, honestly, the Jaguars December 4th doesn't sound great. Don't ask me why. That game today was just putting me to freaking sleep between the, the Jaguars and the Texans, so maybe that's why. Um, the Vikings after that sounds great. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what you just explained to everybody is he's a hold. I, I personally am not starting him next week. I, I would not do that. Um, I, I think that, I mean, again, they, they just got shut out 29 nothing. I would not recommend to anybody to start him next week. But, I mean, you just read a list of at least five or six games in a row, a, a stretch that he could be very, very good for fantasy. So I think he's a hold. But I, I just, I saw a lot of people started him. And in, in this matchup, I thought, you know, at least to myself, it was very obvious that, they, they just weren't in a good mindset. You know, Amaranth Brown was just coming back. They're, they don't have Swift. Jamal Williams is not Swift by any means. Like, it's just, I felt like this was the Bill Belichick game where he was going to come in and make Jared Goff look goofy, which he did. And, you know, so, so take away his best target, which Bill Belichick 100%. has been known for, for since like Jimmy Graham and Calvin Johnson. Like, oh, you know what? Yep. We're going to take those guys away. You do what you want with everybody else. Did someone die? No, just yeah. Jackson almost had a really long pass to uh, Duvernay for a touchdown. J- just overthrew him. Oh. What a beautiful NFL player, Devin Duvernay, baby. Just the pulse of that offense. Running back, receiver. Can he play tight end? Oh man, just overthrew him. I just, oh. yeah, I, I just caught it. I'm always behind you. So yeah, I don't know much. why I'm <laughs> so much. So weird. Oh. But yeah, Devin Duvernay. What a stud. What a beaut. Such a beauty, Devin Duvernay. 
I, I told you last week someone – I traded him for like a fifth-round pick or something. Mm-hmm. What? And then, and then Bateman's out. Wide receiver one. No big deal. I know, right? Yeah, that's no big deal. All right. We got Evan in the chat. Appreciate you being in the chat, Evan. Uh, you traded Romeo Dubes and Mark Andrews for Jamar Chase and Darren Waller. I got Carr and Waller stack. Feel pretty – but I feel like I made a big mistake. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, would say big mistake, no. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer to hold Mark Mark Andrews because of just yep. the position, you know, that you're locking down. It's so much easier. Like, there's going to be weeks where you're just like, should I start Darren Waller? Like, uh, I don't yep. know, Gerald Everett scored a touchdown in four straight weeks. I don't know what to do. You know, like, you may have those. <gasps> I oh, my God, Jackson. Oh. You better just get some composure over there, Mr. Andrew. Oh Compose yourself. Well, I'm I'm in a heated battle here in fantasy that I need Lamar Jackson to to score some more points and we're all in a heated battle, uh, Andrew. <laughs> oh my God, overthrown again! Oh my uh, God, dude. yeah, yeah, wide so open. This. I have one matchup where oh. I have Mark Andrews and my opponent has Lamar Jackson. I'm in another matchup where I have Lamar Jackson and my opponent has Mark Andrews. It's maddening. Oh, it is. It, it really is. Uh, but Evan, to answer your question. I don't think you made a big mistake. I personally wouldn't have made the trade, but I think it's fine. Honestly, I would have took the Dubes and Darren Waller part out of this and just traded the the chase for Andrews if you, if right. you could have. But um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The, that that extra makes it kind of fluffy. Like you yeah. know, what was what was one that I think we talked about? I thought we talked about it last week. It was Kelsey for somebody like that straight up. So so I actually put in the Discord this week that I have Jamar Chase. That's what it was. And, yeah, and that's and, what it was the guy who has Kelsey wanted chase. So right. I, I, you know, I, after that, I went back to him and was like, you know what, man, let's just do it straight up. He's like, ah, he's like, I don't know if I want to do that now. I'm like, Oh dude, you're killing me. Oh. Like, you just offered that to me essentially. And then when I'm like, yeah, you know what, let's do that. He's like, Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay. So this isn't it, runaway bride and you're not Julia Roberts, pal. <laughs> oh, Come on. God. What a reference. <laughs> Watch his wife was watching on the TV. Uh, today, you, know? you know, the life I live, pal. Um, I'm I'm so glad you cleared that up with your wife was watching that on the TV. <laughs> uh, uh, back to the Lions Patriots game. Uh, you know, before we uh, skip off this, Ramondre Stevenson, his season is upon us. Damian Harris out with a hamstring injury. No clue what's going to happen there. We've I'm pretty sure we've told people on multiple shows now. Um, last two, yeah. Go two. get Stevenson. He's going to make it happen, and he did. Twenty five for one sixty one. Uh, what do you have? Two for fourteen as well. Obviously, you know, not not a whole lot through the through the air, but I mean, a ton on the ground, and that's exactly what you're going to get week in and week out as long as Damian Harris isn't in in the game. You know, I mean, even when he is, I think again, Ramondre Stevenson, I think, is the better complete back. Go get him. I doubt you can go get him now, but um, hopefully you did because we, you know, again, we've there's, been telling you that to to go get him. There's probably a fair amount of teams that have him drafted with running back depth, so I think that it's very practical that you can make a swap for him so if you have more you know wide receivers rostered if you have that depth target a team that has Ramondre Stevenson with running back depth you should be able to make a swap there what I I don't love the next matchup with the Browns but the week after that against the Bears the Bears have been Swiss cheese on the ground just holes everywhere so I, I really love that matchup I do not love the matchup against the Browns if Dame is out Obviously, that makes Stevenson a um, you know a really good start in fantasy, but don't expect this level of production. The Browns ain't the Lions. The Lions gave up the second most fantasy points to the running back position coming into this game. 
I'm sure they're they're right there at number one now, or if, if not, still number two. So um, I don't love that Browns matchup, but the Bears after that, like I said, going to be aces. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Speaking of the Bears, uh, had a nice little run here to close out the game. Um, couldn't quite get the ball down in the field and for just interception. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was Valus Jones, but it was literally just a receiver had the ball ripped out of his hands. It was kind of pathetic, to be honest with you. It was just very Chicago Bears esque football to close down the game. Um, nothing. Didn't really learn anything. I still don't trust Cole Komet. I still don't trust Darnell Mooney. I honestly, I still don't feel. I, I don't feel scared to start either running back on any occasion, whether I own both Her- Herbert or Montgomery. I, I understand that Herbert didn't do a lot this week, but I feel like he's going to be very active in the game plan. Like, I don't care what the projection is. If I'm in a tough situation, I'll start either of them. Yeah, the Bears hate throwing the ball. They like running the ball. It's for, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, the, that's, their, that's their game plan. That's their focus. That's where their strength is. The Bears – Offensive line has actually been pretty decent when running the ball. They are not pass protecting whatsoever. There's constantly a pocket collapsing on fields, but for some reason, when they're setting up the run, the blocking works. I I cannot explain it, but as a fan, it's I'm a, I'm a Chicago fan. It's incredibly infuriating because it's just like, why does the blocking work for one aspect of our our playbook but not the other? I I just don't get it. I I really don't. Yep. Yeah. I- I don't know, man. Your guess is as good as mine. I, I, I really don't understand. I had so much faith in this Bears offense b- before the season. You know, Fields, yeah. like, Fields seems like a, a playmaker, right? And they just – I feel like he's bottled up right now, and, and they just need to loosen the lid a little bit more and let well, him explode out of there and let gotta, him make plays. They have to set up set it up, though, from the offensive line. When I mean he has no time, like, I saw – I think it was in the Giants game last week. Like, he was just like – the center was just mauled like a puppy. Like it was, it was, it was just like big dog, little dog. You're on the ground. I'm eating your quarterback. Like that's it. He had no time whatsoever, and he had a, he that pl- play in particularly. He extended. He he was able to roll out. He mm-hmm. was able to get free. But the 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 highlight was very just indicative of how bad the pass protection has been. Where it's literally like set hut. Oh, the center's on the ground. How about that? Oh, there's oh, a man. dead body. Sounds like Washington. Yeah, you're, you're telling you're, you're telling me. I mean, I I had money on the the Commandos uh, today, so I I was you know very inclined to that. Um, with the Vikings in this game, they were the Vikings. You know, mm-hmm. like I was telling Andrew guys before the show started, like you looked at these numbers from these guys, what Cook put up, what um, what Jefferson put up, what JJ threw up on the on the air and in the end zone. Like I would have thought the Vikings scored forty five. You know, like I, I don't even know how they only scored twenty nine. To do, to be perfectly frank, um, felt like they left a lot of points on the table. Still expect a lot of things from these guys. Irv Smith might be your answer at you know, a, a troublesome tight end scenario. You know, I'm not an Adam Thielen guy. Haven't been this nope. season. Absolutely. At, not. So yeah, if you have him, uh, not really much you can do. Pretty sure I told people last week to uh, to trade him if you had him after a mm-hmm. good performance last week, and then again here we are with four for twenty seven. So yeah, Adam yeah. Thielen on the wrong side of thirty, and um, yeah, just ain't getting any better. But yeah, JJ and uh, Dalvin Cook both fantastic days, you know as always just themselves. Yep. Well, 100%. not as always. I mean, we've well, seen some some issues from JJ and Cook actually the past couple of weeks. So it was nice to see. I thought just like all right, very normal. You know, I know it's the Bears. You know, it's indicative of the matchup still, of course, but I, it was nice to see just everybody kind of just, you know, smooth things out. 
Have a good week. Yep. Nope. 100%. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I, I don't think there's really anything, you know, anything else to do uh, with this game. It's, it was kind of business as normal for me. I, I didn't see anything that surprised me per se with this game. Right. Uh, I like the fact that the bears just rallied, you know, at the end of the game, they, they yep. made it a game. Uh, Could have did something in the final drive, obviously, you know, uh, wide receiver literally just loses a, a, a hand fight. It's all it is just a hand fight for the ball. Uh, very disappointing. All right, next one. I don't know what, what it is with these two teams, but since their last couple of matchups, they've just been lighting up points on each other. Uh, the Chargers and the Browns. Chargers take home a close win, 30-28. to 28. Didn't really learn too much here. You know, this, kind of similar to the last game, the studs were the studs for the Chargers. Mike Williams did, did big things with Keenan out. You know, it seems like he can be productive regardless of the volume, whether he's getting two catches for a touchdown or, you know, 10 catches for 100 yards plus. Uh, Nick Chubb was that dude, started him in a couple of battle royales this week, made me a couple of bucks there. Um, Kareem Hunt, good production, but not amazing production. Might be viable production. What do you think about this one? Yeah, uh, actually, it was a very interesting game to watch. You know, both teams kind of made it, um, you know, interesting at, at stretches in the game. You know, uh, th- th- there was like a stretch that the Chargers were like dominating. I'm like, all right. Chargers are going to light it up here. And then all of a sudden the Browns came back and then they were just running the shit out of the ball. And it's, so this is actually a very cool game to watch. Um, Herbert, a, a little uninspiring, you know, one touchdown should have been more, but you know, one's all right. I think getting Keenan Allen back in there, Herbert's going to get back to, to, you know, his pre 2022 form of throwing two, three, I think four their, touchdowns. The red zone offense is going to be a lot better 100%. because I feel like, yes. I feel like right now, like last week we saw Everett get a touchdown he was definitely held in check this week. I think he only had like a catch, maybe maybe two, right? I felt like when they got down to the red yeah. zone for the Browns, things got really difficult, and that's why we saw Josh Kelly get a touchdown. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just, again, indicative of the situation, just like, okay, we need something special here, something we haven't rolled out in the past five weeks. Hey, Kelly, go go score a touchdown. You know? yeah. I thought that, that that one should have been the second touchdown for, for Herbert. I absolutely saw him being somewhere between you know 300 to 350, two passing touchdowns. I, I, I totally feel you. I was completely let down. Yeah. So, I you know, again, I'm not going to overreact to that. I think Herbert's going to be fine moving forward. Eckler, awesome. You know, Mike Williams, like you said. Now, w- would you give it a, a, a thought of selling Mike Williams at all, knowing Keenan Allen's going to come back, knowing that he's probably not going to, you know, have 10 receptions? W- would you sell probably Mike not. Williams? No. no. I mean, the what you're, that connection that you get with – the exposure, I should say, that you get to Herbert, that's, that's all that you're doing. You're, you know, you're – connecting yourself with a top five passing quarterback in the league. It's different when you compare like the situation of like AJ Brown and Jalen hurts with Mike Williams and Herbert, because you can have these big weeks like this. You mm-hmm. know, it's less consistent for a guy like AJ Brown, even who we would all agree is probably a tier two tiers ahead of Mike Williams and like rankings week in and week out. Right. It's because that offense scores a lot of points with Herbert and his offense the passing volume is so high, you want to get, get as much of exposure to any offense like that, whether it's, you know, the T Higgin and the Jamar Chase combo with, with Burrow, right? Like you want to get those players that are exposed to those high volume passing uh, quarterbacks. So I, I, I guess, would want to hold, I wouldn't be looking to sell. Yeah. I guess I, I just don't trust Mike Williams to stay healthy. I mean, we've seen it year over year. He constantly can't land on his feet and he gets injured. So, I mean, I, if, if I had Mike Williams, which I don't, because, again, I wasn't a big Mike Williams guy to begin with, um, mm-hmm. I, I would try to at least look around and see what people thought about, you know, trade offers for him. I would trade Mike Williams and Kyle Pitts for Travis Kelsey straight up, 100%. Oh, that, um, that's, that's a very easy trade to do. You're getting the best player at his position. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm again. I I just like to ask around and just say like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. if I were to trade him, you know, what, what would you offer me? And, and let people at least make an offer to see, you know, what's out there. Because you, again, you never know how much people value some some players. So I I would do it. I'm not saying that that you should, but you know, it can't hurt to ask. Yeah, absolutely. No, if you get something like that back, then for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, really. Nick Nick Chubb on the Browns. Um, 17, 134, and two. It. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about how Nick Chubb is going to have a rough stretch. Um, you know, towards the end of the year. So I, I'm not telling anybody to Why? sell him. Um, I, I guess the defenses that they play. I, I don't have the schedule up. Um, but the defenses. Strength, yeah, guys at home, don't get too caught into strength of schedule. Strength of schedule changes every moment of every single week whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, bye weeks, whatever, like it's always, always going to be changing strength of schedule. Never get concerned about that. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Week 18, Pittsburgh, they're in the green. I'm just going to give this as as a color basis because I'm looking at sleeper. Green matchup. Uh, Washington, week 17, red matchup. New Orleans, week 16, red matchup. Week 15, Baltimore, green. 14, Cincinnati, orange, you know, median. Mm -hmm. 13, green. Like there is no stretch of red or orange for a long period of time. So do you worry about when Deshaun Watson comes back? Um, Obviously, you know, when he was in Houston, he didn't pass the ball almost, you know, ever to Mm -hmm. any of the, any of the running backs. Like, do do you worry that this, what he has going on right now with Brissett is going to change come, you know, Watson time? Not, not at all. Nick Chubb is the needle that moves this offense. That it's just plain and simple. He takes them up and down the field. The only thing that is going to be preventing him from bringing it home is health. That's it. I have no concern. He, he's, his quarterback right now is Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like We shouldn't be concerned about him losing value with Watson coming back whatsoever. He might be able to steal a touchdown every now and again on a, on a sneak, on a sneak and run, You know, running in the veer or something, running an option play in the red zone. That's about it. But when you get that upgrade at running back or at quarterback, excuse me, you should feel even better about Nick Chubb. I would expect even bigger totals for him because you can't load the box anymore. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can't just account for everybody. You know, you might see a couple of big plays from those receivers while they feel like they can still load the box and then they're going to get caught. And then defenses are going to have to ask themselves, well, who do we want to bail on? Do we want to bail out to, to, to stop Chubb or do we want to bail out to stop Watson? That, that'll be the issue. So I feel like it would increase his stock actually when he comes back. It's really just what version of Watson do we get, right? Like, because when he was in training camp and when he was in the preseason, he didn't really look very good. He, he wasn't connecting with Amari Cooper in practice. Uh, Donovan, People, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Njoku um, were the guys that who were um, no, notably working well with him. So that's that's good. You have a couple of those pieces there when, you, uh, when you're healthy, Watson. But, you know, what's it going to look like with the run game? I still think you're going to see a, a very good portion of the, of the offense ran through Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to ease in a guy that hasn't been with the team for, you know, I don't, I don't know how long. I know he, like, he starts getting, like, worked in, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I think by not now, we're at week week five. So I feel like next week or the week after that, he gets to, like, return to the facilities. And then, like, maybe a week after that, he gets to return to practice, something like that. So, you know, I, I still feel like Nick Chubb's the complete identity of that offense. No concern whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just something I wanted to bring up because again, I mean, it, it'd be a great time to sell him if if you thought that moving on down the stretch there was going to be some 
some mm-hmm. um, you know some some low points for for the offense possibly. So just food for thought for people. Again, I'm I'm always of the of the mindset of okay, I just had a player blow up. Let me see what somebody will is willing to offer me, and if mm-hmm. I think it's a, a good fair trade, you know, and and will help better my team, then then I'll do that. Right? Like I'm not above not trading somebody just because we think that that they're great. You know, how many times does that happen mm-hmm. where you're like, man, this player is awesome. I'm never going to trade them, and then they either get hurt or they have like a three game stretch that they don't do anything, and you're like, all right. What the hell was I doing? I should have just at least asked around. So just, well, food for, you know, food for thought for people. I'll tell you what, I'll, I won't be able to get, you know, James Robinson, DJ Moore, and Brandon Cooks next week for Tyreek Hill. I'll That's tell you right. that much. 100%. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And yeah. that and that trade that I did was a keeper league. I had kept Hill as a keeper since his rookie season. My, my team name was Deuces every single year. <laughs> And now it's like goodbye, my old friend, or something like that. Oh you know, my, my god, you know, my friendly to do. <laughs> All right, just a couple more here. Uh, next one up, we've got the Bills and the Steelers. Woo. N- nothing really to take away from this game. This Oat was raced. like uh, this was like your uh, your high school JV versus the varsity team type of situation here. Um, and and yeah, the varsity quarterback let the let the the young freshman have it. Uh, Allen absolutely went nuts. Four passing touchdowns. Did have the interception, but four hundred plus passing yards, big, nasty bombs to uh, Gabe, Gabe Davis, taking it to the house, taking it to the hizzy a couple of times on 50-plus uh, yard plays. Those are great. Stephon Diggs didn't Stephon Diggs things. The only really notes I have here is when is someone going to outrush Josh Allen on the Bills? When's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Probably not. No. I mean, really not. Not not until the end of the year, right? Like that's when we saw Singletary do, um, you know, pretty pretty good stuff. Last year yeah, was at awesome. the end of the year, so maybe then. But right now, I mean, you ain't stopping Allen. And uh, I I think it, moving forward, Gabe Davis, obviously, you know, Diggs is every week starter, but Gabe Davis every week starter until uh, at least Isaiah McKenzie comes back and gets full mm-hmm. practices in. Obviously, you know, Jameson Crowder broke his foot, so he's he's out, and and there's really not anybody else there that's going to take away a bunch of work from him. So Gabe Davis mm-hmm. automatic start for me in every format moving forward um you know again yeah not much to take around uh, um you know take away from the game uh the Steelers got boat raced by the Bills Kenny Pickett this was unfair for him to have to start your first game against the Bills like it just it it wasn't fair to him I don't want to he threw for 327 yards that's that's pretty good uh no no touchdowns DJ had 13 targets he, he did one thing right, and he looked at his best weapon 13 times. Go get him, kid. I'm excited for him. You know, yeah. like like if I was his coach, that's exactly what I'd say. Like, didn't really expect you to do much, bud. Did, didn't really expect you to come out here and, you know, beat, uh, you know, Josh Allen and this juggernaut, but you did pretty good. You looked at your best player 13 times. I love it. Hopefully yeah. next week it's 15. I, I do think it's interesting, though, right? George Pickens um, had a better stat line than, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson did. And I, I honestly think it's because rookie camps, right? Pickett with Pickens, right? Like, it, I think the connection's already there a little bit. So, again, you know, if, if you are in need of a wide receiver, might be a guy that you can go buy on the very low and just see what happens because they may already have a little bit of a connection. It might might flourish a little bit more moving forward. And, you know, every week they're not going to have to play the Bills, right? So I, I think I, I expect better things moving forward. Um, if nobody has listened to us before, please listen now. Uh, Najee Harris, sell candidate. Yikes. Uh, do you even Can you even I, sell them anymore? I, I mean, was actually just about to ask you, what if I wanted to buy them? Oh, man. Oh. I for like really cheap. I mean, I yes. Do? Could you do it? I mean, like, 
I, I don't know what I'd be willing to give up. Oh, 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 oh that didn't work out. I think hit stick. That was I the think... hit stick. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. You've just seen the play. I'm like, what are you looking yeah. at? Oh, yeah. Um, the I, I think the problem you're going to run into is is name recognition, right? With Najee, like people are still going to be like, oh, yeah, but he's Najee Harris. Like, yeah, but he just went 11 for 20. Like, right. it's just. I am not going to go buy him, but I see the case of buying him low now while he's had bad games. I, I completely understand that. I just could am not going to go tell people to do Could you do Tony Pollard straight up? Uh, Yeah, I would do that just for the sheer fact of volume. You know, Pollard, until Zeke gets mm-hmm. injured or they decide to just not play that him. It feels like an even one, like where you're playing like the current upside of someone that's looking, that's fitting the role, but you're also kind of buying into what you – still believe Najee could be from like your, you know, preseason thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I, I would never, I'm not going to blame anybody for going to buy him. I'm just personally not doing it. Cause I wasn't a Najee guy. I have zero exposure to him. Like it, the, the, the Liz Frank injury that he had, it, it, it wasn't an injury. It was a bruise, right? Like that still worries me because as we see with Carolina's quarterback, you know, he, um, Oh God, who was it? How is that the who corral? Matt, Carolina's Matt, Matt Corral. Yeah, yeah, that that was the backup, right? It's like third string. Yeah, whatever. He has the Liz Frank injury and he's out for the entire season. Like that's right. what I worry about with Najee as well is that he gets a reaggravation or uh, you know a worsening Liz Frank injury as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason I don't want him outside of the Steelers' offensive line is dog shit and um, the Steelers just aren't playing very well either. So, but I, I completely understand the the case of buying him low right now. Just just don't. Okay. Overspent for him. I'm 0 and 5 in Dynasty. That's definitely um, like a play for next year that I would definitely, I would definitely try to make. Yes, 100. percent All right, last one up here. Oh wait, what, what did I want to mention? I thought there was something I wanted to mention. I don't know if I remember. I'll bring it up on the Twitter machine. All right, last one up here. Giants in Green Bay. Very good game. Very good game. Mm. Shout, shout out to the Giants who uh, who made this one a, a knife fight. <clears throat> and they slit Aaron Rodgers' throat. That was great. Um, yeah, Packers just really disappeared in the second half of this one. I don't think anything else has changed for the Giants. You start Saquon Barkley and no other Giant whatsoever. It should work out for you. Um, I just want more touches for Aaron Jones, man. I just I don't know I don't know what it is. AJ Dillon six for thirty four. Aaron Jones, 13 for 63, but they're really not getting the, the ball in the passing offense. Uh, just, what was it, two catches for 17? That's my big takeaway. Like, yeah, cool, you can draw it up to Randall Cobb. Is that working? How is that going for you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They can they can get these completions downfield, but when it comes to, like, scoring, like, I feel like they need to get some more unique <clears throat> ways to get the, the running backs more usage. I thought it was going to be a big week for Dylan and Jones. Oh my God! So did I. I started both of them in a Guinzi league. Now, luckily, I have Gabe Davis, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine there. But yeah, I started both of them, and you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Aaron Jones. We all we heard all offseason was he's going to be involved in the pass game. We'll, we'll probably put him in the slot. We're going to get him out. Why? Like, what the hell is going on? How are you I'm losing to the Giants? The Giants have to be one of the worst worst four and one teams I can remember in recent years. And just mm-hmm. I. I the Packers need to take a look at themselves in the mirror and be like, all right, we can't be losing the teams like this on dumb plays at the end of the game. Awful play calling at the end of the game. You have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and you don't run the ball at the end of the game to try to score that touchdown. You you let Aaron Rodgers get blocked twice throwing the ball. Like what? I, bad play calling. Um, the, the only takeaways I really had that you hadn't mentioned is Christian Watson got hurt. 
So mm-hmm. maybe we do see a little bit more Aaron Jones moving forward. Is you know Chris Watson. I, they have so many cooks in the kitchen in the wide receiver room. I mean, Mercedes Lewis got a touchdown. Like, oh my god! Like, I know. Come on. You know uh, what I mean? Like, and I get it. I get it. That's good football. That's were been in, AJ Dillon's touchdown right there. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I I get that, but you know, but they're they're working up against a defense that expects something similar. Like I I get all that, but you're not going to win games on the backs on the backs of your roster cloggers. That's just not it's just not going to happen. Not everybody can be the Giants where they're banking on the Gary Brightwells and the uh was Bellinger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Richie James and David Sills like I'm sorry like yeah, it's it's, it's awesome for the Giants. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I'll be I'll be rooting for him for sure. I, I always love me a good uh, underdog in the NFL. I'm a Bears fan. How could I not? Like you know what I mean? Like hello. I feel your pain. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you know nothing. Again, nothing to take away from the Giants other than you start Barkley and no one else. I mean, this is a game yep. that Darius Slayton led the team in receptions. Like it's just absolutely ridiculous. Someone else will probably lead them in catches next week. It's you know, and then you look to the Packers and you're just like, what are you trying to prove by using? Um, Randall Cobb this much like what you're not winning style points here guys you play to win the game you know what I mean and I just felt like Randall Cobb yeah he had a good game but he was such a focal point of the offense that it just pulled away from the other opportunities you know like we need Lazard to be making some of those catches down the sidelines we need you know Rob Tanyan to really get going here you need more catches to Aaron Jones who when he has the ball in his hands is going to be far more electric than you know Randall Cobb Saul Randall Cobb makes some nice flashes, but he's not going to be their answer. So um, nothing really to overreact there. Just, you know, get some more touches to Aaron Jones. Come on now. Yeah, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a much better game. You know, they play the Jets next week. I expect them to have a much better game. I expect either one of Lazard or Dubs to have a very good game. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones are, are going to get back on track. Like, I, I don't – I still have a lot of faith in the Packers' offense, to, you know, to to make the adjustments. Aaron Rodgers isn't dumb. Like, he's been here before. Right. He understands, like, the situation. So, I expect them to have a much better game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing else really to say. I mean, you, you, you said it all for the Giants, right? Don't do anything. Don't start anybody but Saquon Barkley. That's it. That's it. I, I wouldn't even touch Dan Jones and, and power to him. He's managing the game very well. Like, again, from like an NFL point of view, you know, betting, gambling, picking the winners, like he, you got to be rooting for this kid, right? Like, but again, for fantasy, he just doesn't do enough. And, you know, and really when you're watching these Giants games, you're waiting for Saquon to kind of break the game open, right? Like it happened a few times in this matchup where just like, all right, well, here come here comes Saquon. Mm-hmm. He, he's on. And you know what? They even uh, had a moment where he was – Taken to the locker room, I believe, uh, with like a injured shoulder or something right before halftime. Yeah, into the tent. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it didn't even feel like that the game was going to go their way because it's like, man, they just lost their offense. Like, damn. And he, he, he the reporter the said he came uh, shooting out of a cannon. I was like, really? He shot out of a cannon? No shit. <laughs> I've never seen that method used before for injured players. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and uh, Barkley got a few snaps as well in there. Wild so, uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. It, very interesting, man. I'll tell you what, if Barkley gets a couple of those every week, that mm-hmm. that is going to make his ceiling even more because I feel like, I, you know, obviously we saw it years ago with the Dolphins, right? Like it made the running backs even more valuable at that point. So if that's something that they're going to do moving forward, Saquon Barkley's stock is even higher than, you know, than what it is now. He's a top three running back right now. It's like him and Nick Chubb are the two safest guys right now because CMC and the Panthers and Baker just just not on the same page yet. JT been underwhelming, been hurt. I mean, it's Nick Chubb and Saquon right now. Yeah. 
their league. All right, cool. This was a good one and a long one per usual on the Sunday night. We got the uh, Ravens up 13 to 10 right now, end of the third quarter, going into the um, the final quarter of the night, uh, Sunday night game. Should be a lot of fun. You got anything to share before we head out? Uh, two things. One, tomorrow night we won't have to prop our eyelids open to watch the game since it is the Chiefs and the Raiders. Should be a barn burner, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, second thing is, you know, again, if everyone hasn't went to the uh, SGP merch store, hoodies, hats you know shout out jake paquin uh he is constantly in the discord um i talk to him a lot about different things fantasy wise and you know he's the the mastermind behind the merch store so uh you know everyone go in there there's promo codes around um you know if you get on the discord you know they're constantly talking about it they're they give you know merch to, uh what is it merch monday gift cards away every monday as well so go you know check it out there, there's a ton of different shit in there for all different podcasts not just this one so you know just shout out jake because he's He's a pretty awesome dude, and uh, you know he does a whole lot for us with the merch store. So, yeah, absolutely. We're also giving away a merch store gift card ourselves. Uh, all you have mm. to do is uh, follow the YouTube channel, send us a, a DM of it at SGPN Fantasy, and then leave a comment on one of our videos, and you'll be entered. That's with the DeAndre Swift jersey giveaway. So we're going to be uh, raffling that off next Sunday. Should be. Can I enter? Well, you can. Yeah. Oh just shit! A, yeah, okay. Just a marketer. I'll say I, I'm an avid merch store, uh, you know, buyer. So. All right, right on. All right, take care, be well, be good, everybody. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you. See you.